Pizza. Pizza? Pizza. Hunger for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha. This podcast is sponsored by your local Hawaii Nissan dealers and HMAA. This is Hawaii News Now, first at four. First at four and happening now, the Maui Police Department has launched a terroristic threatening case after shooting threats were made to three campuses. Yeah, a warning letter was sent to parents this afternoon. Our Chelsea Davis is live in Wailuku to tell us more. Chelsea. Yeah, Mark Ash, I'm outside the Baldwin High School campus in Wailuku where there was an increased police presence today and not a lot of students. And I'm hearing just now, not too long ago, DOE officials have confirmed that a fourth school is facing threats. So in addition to Baldwin High School, Iao School, Kalama Intermediate, and now we've confirmed that Maui Waina faced a threat as well. But there was a post that was circling social media yesterday and it was a threat that was written on a toilet and it warned of a shooting at Baldwin High School today with a goal of 15 students. Another post service today of a similar threat of a bathroom stall St. E.L. school shooting today and a goal of 20 students. Now, several parents I spoke with didn't send their child to school today and others decided to pick them up early. I am concerned, you know, for the safety of my child, but I mean, I do also feel that the school is doing what they can to protect the students. So I know not much parents can come out to pick up their children or keep them home for that matter. It's kind of a shame, honestly, for people who do this kind of stuff. It's like, it's not sensible, but, you know, like I said, it's just kind of disappointing that someone would do such a thing. There were several police officers set up across the campuses today, both uniformed and plain clothes officers. The Hawaii Department of Education sent this letter to parents this afternoon, warning them of what's going on and saying these actions can result in penalties ranging from expulsion to arrest. Now, after that letter came out, DOE spokesman did confirm, as I mentioned earlier, that a fourth campus, Maui Waina, also faced a similar threat late this afternoon and that involved a disruptive of adult on campus as well. Now here from MPD coming up later tonight at 5 o'clock. Reporting live in Wailuku, Chelsea Davis, Hawaii News Now. Thank you, Chelsea. Maui police officers will be receiving hazard pay for hours worked during the COVID pandemic. In a negotiated settlement agreement between Maui County and the state's police union, MPD officers who worked patrol will receive 20% hazard pay, while all other officers will receive 15%. Officers will also receive 15% hazard pay for overtime hours calculated at the straight time rate, not the time and a half overtime rate. COVID was a very trying time for everybody. And it was our police officers that made the daily, you know, sacrifices during that two-year period where, you know, no matter what the circumstances were, if they called 911, our officers would respond, would, would respond and, and take care of the issue at hand. And this settlement agreement by Mayor Bisson and the county honors the, the sacrifices that our police officers uh, did during that time period. Now, this comes after all four counties denied Shopo's request for hazard pay. The union is still negotiating with Honolulu, Hawaii, and Kauai counties. Kavako says Maui police officers should receive their payments by April 30th. 
On the Big Island, police arrested a Hilo man as part of a statewide effort to catch people using the internet to facilitate sexual crimes against children. Prosecutors charged 42-year-old Elijah Stutes with first-degree electronic enticement of a child and resisting arrest. The sting operation took place over the weekend in Hilo with investigators posing as underage teens online. A judge denied Stutes' request this afternoon for supervised release. His bail is confirmed at $53,000. Also on the Big Island, police say despite social media posts saying the investigation is over, they continue to look into the apparent drowning of a Kea'au woman on February 18th off the Puna coast. Police identified the victim as 29-year-old Kala'io Keolaula Ashley Nicole Reyes Kanekoa. Investigators say although a pathologist ruled the drowning as accidental, they are still trying to figure out what led up to Kanekoa going over the sea cliff. Anyone with information should contact police. Governor Josh Green is back home after attending a meeting of the National Governors Association in Washington, D.C. There, he says he had FaceTime with President Biden and members of his cabinet to ensure they know exactly what Maui needs in its wildfire recovery. The president straight up said, Josh, what do you need in Hawaii? What do you need in Maui? And I said, Mr. President, I need your help to have 2,000 transitional homes. And I'm expecting them to help us build a thousand of them and then we'll do the other thousand. They're going to carve back some of the costs that we would otherwise have faced for people that were felt to be non-FEMA eligible. The governor says there are about 1,600 families still living in hotel rooms. He, he said he also had a long discussion with other governors from around the nation about how short-term rentals are hampering the state's ability to house local families. Well, then now let's give you a look outside as some uh, mini sets, I guess, are rolling in. Chief Meteorologist Jennifer Robbins has your first alert forecast. How's it, Jen? And we're seeing elevated surf on east-facing shores, Mark, and that's due to the trade winds that continue to whip. We will be seeing very strong trade winds into the next couple of days. Riding along with it, some windward Amalka showers. We've been seeing on and off showers, especially over on windward neighborhoods. And we will be seeing the winds elevated through the next several days. Really a breezy week we're talking about. 15 to 25 miles per hour into the next couple of days. At times they back down on Thursday and then we'll see another round over the time by the time we get into Friday and Saturday. So we will be watching some rain as well. We've been tracking bands of moisture that have been moving through riding in over those swift trade winds that continues to come in to the picture during the nighttime hours and throughout the morning as well. Let's check in with Jonathan with first alert traffic. How's it going? Well, there's a number of incidents we need to tell you about as the commute begins for this afternoon. Um, right here in town, we do have an auto extrication taking place in the 1800 block of Kapiolani Boulevard. Um, as you get out of downtown Honolulu, uh, the gridlock does begin. You see as you go over Moanalua Freeway with the merge with the H1 Viaduct. We do have one report of an accident at Kamehameha Highway and Kanuku Street. Minor and tied up going right now as we speak. Uh, moving out to Mililani and Wahiawa, there's a report of an accident at the Lelehua Golf Course Road and Kahuku. And then also in the Eva area, we have a report of an accident at Pupu Ole Street and Leokani. Um, further down in Kalailoa, not too bad at all. So going to give you some updated drive times right now just to let you know what's going on here. Uh, going to Mililani, about 49 minutes and 50 to Kampale, 75 to Nanakuli. Mark and Ash, back to you. Jonathan, thank you. Nikki Hilly says it is too soon to give up in her bid for the Republican nomination, but time may be running out for her to make it a competitive race. That's right. Meanwhile, former President Trump turns his sights to Super Tuesday. Nicole Skanga has more.
Former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley says she's not giving up on her pursuit of the Republican presidential nomination. You look at all the early states and Donald Trump, as technically the Republican incumbent, did not win 40 percent of the vote. Haley is campaigning in Michigan Monday ahead of Tuesday's primary. She's also scheduled a 10-day nationwide tour holding more than 20 campaign rallies and fundraisers. If Donald Trump is the candidate, Republicans will once again lose the election. We'll lose the swing states, we'll lose the House, we'll lose the Senate, and we won't take anything with us. Political experts say it's hard to envision a path forward for Haley to win the GOP nomination. Former President Donald Trump has already won a majority of the delegates up for grabs so far, and he's leading in states that will soon be voting. He says he's already looking toward November for a rematch with President Biden. I just wish we could do it quicker. Nine months is a long time. Both Biden and Trump are looking to tackle one of the campaign's most pressing issues this week. President Biden is heading to the southern border town of Brownsville, Texas on Thursday, the same day Trump will be in Eagle Pass, Texas. You see millions and millions of people coming across the border illegally. We don't know where they come from. A Monmouth University poll out Monday shows a majority of Americans surveyed say illegal immigration is a very serious problem. Nicole Skanga, Hawaii News Now. The Supreme Court takes on two cases that could shape how we all use social media. I'm Jared Hill with a look at the arguments. And here's Howard with an early look at what he's working on. How's it, Howard? Mark Outback finally tells how many restaurants it closed nationwide. I'll fill you in. Down today fell 62. You're getting your news first at 4, and we'll all be right back. Pizza. Pizza? Pizza. Hungry for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha. This is Hawaii News Now. The recent closure of Hawaii's three remaining Outback Steakhouses was part of a much bigger thing. Howard Dykus joins us live with the details. What can you tell us, Howard? Hey, guys. Parent company Blumen Brands now confirms it abruptly closed 41 of its restaurants across four different brands, including Outbacks, in Iowa and Pennsylvania. The restaurants, the company said, were underperforming. Blumen Brands' shares have risen 6% since the closures. Hawaii's Safeway supermarkets have to wait a little longer to see if they get new owners. The FTC is suing to block the sale of Safeway parent company Albertsons to rival Kroger. Kroger is already the largest supermarket chain by revenue without adding Safeway to its portfolio, so there are antitrust concerns. A comic store is moving up the road from Mililani Malka. Gabrielle Chalk and Nathan Fong of Collier's Hawaii have brokered a lease agreement between Mililani Town Center and Dragon's Lair Comics and Games. The store plans a grand opening in May, soft open sooner, with fresh comics every week, plus toys and games as well. Mark and Ash, back to you. Thank you, Howard. Two conservative-led states took on social media today in arguments before the nation's highest court. At issue, how the First Amendment applies to social media sites and as Jared Hill explains, the court's decision could impact how millions of Americans interact on these platforms. It's the First Amendment question for the Internet age. Can the government force social media companies to carry content they've deemed objectionable? 
The platforms do not have a First Amendment right to apply their censorship policies in an inconsistent manner and to censor and deplatform certain users. Monday, the Supreme Court heard arguments in two cases from Florida and Texas, saying states should have a say in the matter. It would require these social media platforms that are creating the compilation of third-party speech to fundamentally alter their product that they're offering. We think that's an infringement of speech and the court should say so. The Republican-led states passed their laws after Facebook and X, Twitter at the time, banned former President Donald Trump following the January 6th attack on the Capitol, concerned his posts would incite more violence. Social media sites argue they're more like newspapers and should be able to make editorial judgments, but the states say these platforms are more like telephone companies and can't kick people off. Several justices commented on how broad the laws are, and in the case of Florida's, it's lack of specificity. We're not quite sure who it covers. We're not clear exactly how these, pro these platforms work. I might have heard the justices trying to find a way to kick this back to Florida, back to Texas, and have a more developed record before they make a big First Amendment ruling. A decision is expected by June. Jared Hill, New York. Much more news ahead, but first look at the stories we're working on for the next half hour. One year after a luxury yacht ran aground at Honolulu Bay, a closer look at the damage left behind and the work to repair its once thriving coral colonies. New road striping in the ward area is causing a daily traffic mess. A look at the commuting confusion. And Nevada's first cannabis consumption lounge is now open for business, what it could mean for marijuana legislation at 4.30. Stick with us, Jen and Jonathan, after the break. This podcast is sponsored by your local Hawaii Nissan dealers and HMAA. We're passionate about your health. Pizza. Pizza? Pizza. Hungry for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha.